This is Coach Lou Holtz, and you're listening to Building Championship Mindsets, the podcast with Dr. Amber Selke, from the locker room to the boardroom. Dr. Amber is the best in the business at helping you and your team build the mindset that drive results. So lock in. If you can take just one thing away from today and implement it into your life, I know you'll be a better person and a better leader, coach, athlete, parent, or spouse because of it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Building Championship Mindsets, the podcast. This is your host, Dr. Amber Selking, where we are in season 11 entitled Winning the Mental Game, a title based of our newly released book, Winning the Mental Game, the playbook for building championship mindsets. We are excited to be sharing in this season stories from some of our clients that have applied the plays in this playbook and actually won their mental game in different seasons of their life that they've been through or moments that mattered. And so while, of course, this season is based on the book and I want you to check the book out, my hope is that through the stories that you hear throughout the course of this season, you'll be able to extrapolate and apply some of these lessons to how you show up on a day-to-day basis. Because now more than ever, The world needs men and women who understand how to view the world around them in right ways, in productive ways, and then make individual personal choices to show up and deliver their best when it matters most, when it's difficult, when everybody around them is doing crazy stuff. How can they continue to show up with a sense of purpose and poise and joy and hope and build bridges to people that might look different than them or sound different than them? That's how we're going to help heal our world. And so this book, this season of the podcast is intended to help us do that because the one thing that makes human beings different than any other species in the world is our brain. And so few people know how to actually use our brain that this is what creates the strife and the turmoil and the disconnect and the division that exists in our world because people aren't thinking right. They're not using the gift that we've been given of the human brain to understand who they are first and foremost, to heal from the inside out, to make choices, to grow into who they've been created and called to be. And so on top of that, then they show up to a world and want everybody else to fix it for them and get angry when other people don't look the same or act the same or think the same. And so this book, this season, my whole life of work around understanding the power of mindset and leadership is trying to to build bridges, to ignite hope, to shine light into people's individual lives, into how teams operate and how organizations are led. And at the Selking Performance Group, that's exactly what we do. We talk about mindset and we talk about leadership. Leadership and being how do we build a system that is conducive to human high performance? And then mindset being how do we train the people inside of that system to think right, to optimize human performance on a day-to-day, moment-by-moment, season-by-season, and year-by-year basis. Because that's how true sustainable change and organizational high performance happens. And so today, we're going to take a look at two stories, actually, I want to share with you as we dive into episode nine entitled, What the Mind Conceives, the Body Achieves. And this is built after play number eight in our playbook called Mental Rehearsal, which is understanding how do we actually recreate and prepare in our minds in advance of a situation or use our minds to help us recover more quickly from a situation so that we can come back 
for the next moment ready to deliver. And so I'm going to share a story, one, of an individual has used mental rehearsal to prepare in advance for a moment. And then I want to share an example of how we can use mental rehearsal as those brief, quick resets to help us when something goes wrong in the moment. Usually we do the story first and then the book excerpt, but I want to start with the book excerpt today because I think it will help shine some color on what exactly is mental rehearsal and how can it help us. So many of you have have probably heard mental rehearsal referred to as visualization. I don't love calling it visualization because I think that implies we only see things in our mind. And what I would rather our performers do, our clients do, myself do, is to make this as real as possible. And seeing it in our mind is certainly a part of it, but it also includes using all five senses, right? Making it as real as possible. So let me read you an excerpt from Winning the Mental Game, the playbook for building championship mindsets. Again, we're looking at play number eight. So this this entire playbook is built sequentially. It started with awareness and then we moved moved in to talking about motivation and then confidence, right? And it builds from there. Mental rehearsal is towards the end. It's it's play, I'm sorry, play number seven. Play number eight is routines. We're talking about play number seven today, mental rehearsal. And why it's towards the end is because what we would hope in your mental rehearsal, in your mental preparation, is that you're able to use insights from all of the other mental plays to incorporate into these mental rehearsal or mental reps that you get. It's also usually not until now that people really start to learn how to use their brain, to control their thoughts, to direct their attention, to manage their emotions. And so again, a lot of times when people are like, well, just do some visualization, people don't really understand how to use their brain yet. And so we put that towards the end of this playbook, again, play number seven, so that we have the skills to do mental rehearsal and that we're able to incorporate some of those previous elements into our actual mental reps. So let me read you a couple excerpts here. What we know from a scientific standpoint is that mentally rehearsing a task causes your brain to fire in the exact same way and in the exact same sequence as when you physically execute the action. The brain does not know the difference between what's real and what is imagined. The intensities of the firing vary between what is real and what is imagined, but the neural pathways that are activated are precisely the same. Mental rehearsal then is far more than just motivation. It is far more than just visualization. This is brain training and body training, hardcore science-based neurological conditioning that helps make us bigger, faster, stronger, and better able to deliver when the moment counts. This represents the mind-brain-body connection at its very best and its highest levels. And the power that flows from mastering this skill is virtually limitless. I have often heard the legendary former Notre Dame football coach Lou Holtz say, what the mind conceives, the body achieves. Coach Holtz trained his athletes in mental rehearsal long before it was even a popular term, which helped elevate the Fighting Irish into one of the highest performing teams in college football history. The brain is the engine that drives every aspect of mental rehearsal, though it is our ultimate performance that benefits from this practice. The good news is that at this point in our learning process, we have acquired the tools and the building blocks we need to actualize and execute this exciting seventh play. We stand now poised at this new precipice, fully prepared to experience new heights and new levels of performance excellence. And mastering mental rehearsal is what will allow us to bring all of this together.
So with that being said, let me share two stories with you. So these are two individuals that have learned, well, a group, a team, and an individual that has learned all of the mental playbook, the skills, and got to mental rehearsal and started putting it into practice. The first is a story that a woman actually shared with me via email. She had listened to my podcast. I've never actually met her before. But one day I get this email in my inbox with two pictures attached to it. I read the email and it talked about delivery of her first child. She said that she used mental preparation and mental rehearsal to deliver her child. And she sent me two pictures of her and the baby in the hospital, beautiful, healthy, strong. And she actually did a well better learn. She recounted on what went well, what could have gone better and and what she learned through that process of delivery. And what really stood out to me, she said, you know, she, she told me a list of what went well, but her better, she said in my mental rehearsal. So she put together a mental rehearsal script, which is thinking through what is going to happen. How am I going to be prepared? How will I navigate a moment? She wrote it out and and mentally rehearsed it over and over of her breathing, of the pain that she would experience, of the joy of holding her baby at the end of that experience. And, And she did all of those reps and she said, and I did so good at my mental rehearsal. I literally felt calm, cool, and collected as much as I could in the sense of delivering a child. But I, I felt like I anticipated every moment. I was able to fight through when it got difficult because I mentally rehearsed it and it gave me a sense of confidence and courage. She said, but the one factor that I did not put into my mental rehearsal script was my husband. I forgot to put him in to how he would be a part of that moment. She said, and I was not very nice to him in the moment. And so for my for my next delivery, if we're blessed to have another child, I am going to incorporate my husband into my mental rehearsal script. So what a beautiful moment that you want to share with your husband in that experience. And and she wasn't able to really enjoy him in that moment because she hadn't prepared for it. And so in her next mental rehearsal, she's going to include that. So this is how we incorporate it, whether it's delivery, whether it's preparing for a sports game, whether preparing for trial, whether it's preparing for an exam, whether you're preparing for a, a challenging conversation with your significant other, do some mental rehearsal. Think through what that's going to be like. Play it out in your mind. What are you going to see? What are you going to hear? What are you going to feel? When might it get challenging? And what do you want to do when it gets challenging? If we think back to some of our other plays, it's proper breathing. It's your power statements and your self-talk. It's your body language. It's learning to take in different information. What's relevant in in, in this moment and what's not from an attentional control perspective? How can you incorporate everything you've learned into this mental prep? Because then when you get there, your body's going to be like, Oh, it's like we've been here before. Mental rehearsal allows us to do that because again, like we read in the book, what mental rehearsal sends the exact same signals in the exact same sequence from your brain through your neurons into your bodies as when we're physically doing an exercise. So it's a way for us to prepare in advance for a physical execution or, or, or moment that we're going to experience. So that's an example of how we can use mental rehearsal, again, in prep for a moment. The other is how do we use brief mental rehearsal to sort of recover when things go wrong? And so one of the incredible teams that we have the honor of working with is the Notre Dame softball team. And so we were talking about, you know, bad at bats. If you have a bad at bat, you know, you come back to the dugout, what do you do with that? Do you think through it over and over and rep that last at bat in your mind? Rather, what we've challenged our our student athletes to do is get a couple mental reps of you executing that at bat perfectly. 
Instead of allowing your brain to rep over and over the mistake that it made, we want you to rep the right way of doing it so that the last thing your brain sees is not you making the error, it's you executing flawlessly. And so we, we encourage them to take three mental reps of you executing that at bat well, of getting what you want in that moment, and then release and cheer your teammate on. So you can see how we use mental rehearsal to, to reset and then we go back right to a play on attentional control and say, instead of staying in your head and thinking about it over and over in the dugout, direct your attention external to your teammates, cheer your team on, understand what's going on on the field, get yourself ready to go back out on defense. And so now we again start to see how these plays build on themselves and how when combined, we can truly start to win our mental game. Your championship mindset training uh, for this week is to get some quick reps whenever you make a mistake or have an error in your personal life, in your professional life, in your athletic life, in your academic life. If you make a mistake, don't sit there and get in your head and beat yourself up and play it over and over and over again. Because the only thing that you're doing is wiring in the wrong way of doing stuff. Because remember, what fires together, wires together. Repeated thoughts build mindsets. And if you build a mindset up over and over again of, man, every time I get up to the plate when the bases are full, I strike out. Every time you have your, that thought, you're building that mindset. Now all of a sudden you step up to the plate and the bases are full, that mindset is activated. Your thoughts affect your emotions, which affect your physiological response, and you have not positioned yourself to be successful. That's how it works in every domain, not just in sports. So my challenge to you is when things go wrong, instead of repping it over again and beating yourself up, get a couple mental reps of you executing the right way showing up as who you wanted to be in that moment, poised, present, ready to deliver. And in that moment, win your mental game. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Please follow us on all the social media platforms. We're on Twitter and Instagram at Champ Mindsets, on Facebook at Selking Performance Group, on LinkedIn at Selking Performance Group. And send us a note. Let us know how you're applying this, how you are using this information to truly win your mental game because it matters. And it's so encouraging to me. We have been on this podcast journey for five years years. And again, what keeps me rolling are the stories that I hear from y'all and how it's changing your life, changing your team's life, impacting your organization. So please send those to me. If you would be interested to have us come as a keynote speaker, please send me a message directly, Dr. Selking at selkingperformance.com. We give talks to organizations around the country on the power of mindset to drive high performance. Or if you would be interested in some one-on-one -on -one performance coaching, we have an incredible team of performance coaches. You can check them out on our website website, www.selkingperformance.com. Or again, shoot me a message directly, drselking at selkingperformance.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. You've been listening to Building Championship Mindsets, the podcast. This is your host, Dr. Amber Selking. And from the locker room to the boardroom, I just want to challenge you to continue building your championship mindset.